When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Riley's going to keep it and then throw, and Adarius Pullman's got a pair. Touchdown, Eskimos. This one from 51 to tie it. Ball is up, and it is through. Sean White has done it again. It's off the boards, two on two Oilers. McDavid has a step to the net. Back here towards side, he scores. It's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. Now, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Well, welcome back into my life, Monday Night Football. I do enjoy our annual fall romance. Pittsburgh leading Washington 7-6 early in the second quarter. Double header tonight. The Los Angeles Rams later on taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Blue Jays, yes, another big game for them. They're scoreless with Tampa Bay top of the fifth. The Boston Red Sox playing Baltimore 6-1 already for the Red Sox. That's in the middle of the third. The Edmonton Eskimos will be back at practice on Wednesday. Morley Scott has the Eskimos show from 8 to 9 tonight. Oh, my. The Eskimos in the second half. The trauma continues. We'll talk about that. Rogers Place open to the public. What did you think if you were one of the 60,000 or so people on Saturday that took a look at the building? 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. It is Inside Sports on 630. Chad, my name is Reed Wilkins. We have a lot to get to. We'll talk a little bit about uh, Rogers Place. Of course, we'll go over some Eskimos thoughts as they let another game slip away against the Stampeders. Counting down to the start of the World Cup and don't forget we'll have games from the World Cup of Hockey in Toronto starting Saturday right here on 630 Ched. Team North America scoring a lot of goals. Connor McDavid oddly enough without a point through two games. Dave Randorf's been doing play-by-play from the NHL on Rogers. He'll chime in on that. And the WHL season just around the corner. We're going to have a WHL segment on this show all week long. We'll kick it off later this evening with the longtime play-by-play voice of the Saskatoon Blades, Les Lazarick. That'll be fun to get to. All right. 6.09 is the time of day. Matthew Panaschik working hard on the other side of the window. Matthew, first of all, Thank you very much for your efforts on Saturday afternoon. Did a special program, a little special programming live from Rogers Place. I got to set up right in Ford Hall. So basically, I was right over top of 104th Avenue broadcasting live as people filtered into Rogers Place for the uh, open house on Saturday. There was a season seats holder event there uh, yesterday as well as people got to check out the building. And uh, my goodness... What a facility. Now, I had been in there before. I had not been in Ford Hall. That's the Winter Garden, for those of you, if uh, you're a little confused about it. It's the walkway, the pedway over 104th Avenue. It is huge in there. 
absolutely spacious. So I, I just think the number one thing for people going into Rogers Place is the the ease of getting around. Like now, I have not been in there with full crowds. We have not had an Oilers game there yet. But we have Keith Urban coming up on Friday. Are you going to that, by the way? No, I'm not. Are Brian. you going to Dolly Parton? Nope. I'm hoping to go to the first preseason game. All right. First preseason game, which is the 26th, two weeks from today. Oil Kings home opener, the 24th against Red Deer. So those are the first couple of hockey games there. Oilers regular season opener Wednesday, October 12th against the Calgary Flames. Um, I I think people aren't going to feel as crammed just walking around the concourses. And and I think, you know, look, I I try not to talk too much about what it's going to be like for the media because most people don't care what I do getting around there. I mean, I, I care. And that's a lot of the stuff I've been looking into. But I think for members of the public, you're going to be able to get around a little easier. There are washrooms and concessions always in sight. And it's a very open concept type building. So that is pretty cool. It was an honor on Saturday to be joined by Rick Davis, the executive director of the Downtown Arena Project. And he was commenting on all the space in the building. One of the things that we always heard when... Uh from the fans and, and people at going to Rex Hall, and that building has served us well for many years. Uh, but it is kind of enclosed. It, it's got lower ceilings, and, and one of the design features from the start was that we wanted to have high spaces. We wanted to have open corridors. We wanted to we really wanted to have the ability for people to move around freely and not be sort of a, a, a feeling like at any time they're in a crowd, but more like they're at an event and, and just being able to freely move around. It was uh, one of the most important design criteria we had as we went through the exercise. Rick Davis, Edmontonian, all his life, longtime employee of the city of Edmonton. So he got to work on this downtown arena project, and he remembers a few milestones along the way. You know, there were so many uh, milestone or watershed moments on, on this project. But, you know, we first got the deal through city council. We, we first get agreement with PCL to go ahead with construction. Uh, the first truck that was on site hauling away earth that was uh, to, to me when when the first truck was on site hauling away dirt that's when it really became real to me that I, I could I could still see it falling off the rails but it started that like this is going to happen and then it kept building and building and the momentum was there and the confidence turned around and uh, yeah it, uh, it's, it's quite the feeling to, to be sitting in it today and it's done. Yeah, you could see it on his face. That was the cool thing about talking to Rick Davis, just the energy he had. I think joy, probably some relief after, you know, five, six long years of going through this and through a lot of sometimes starts and stops. It wasn't always a smooth process getting to the finished product. It was. a. We, we definitely had a bit of a rocky start. We actually, uh, after we got together and, and, and first got married to this project, or we did have a divorce and, and it was kind of ugly and, and lots of back and forth. But, you know, one of the challenging things, of course, was you've got a very uh, energetic and fast paced private sector in, interest working 
working with a very transparent, methodical, process-based city, uh, wanting to make sure that every nickel is accounted for. And, and to get those two cultures married into a, a common goal was, was no easy task. And uh, it took a while. And, and I have to say it's probably uh, a, a good year of discussion before we really gained each other's trust and were able to uh, pull this thing off. And, and I must say, you know, the partnership that evolved because of that rocky start is super strong right now. Rick Davis, executive director of the Downtown Arena Project. Now a big piece of that, complete Rogers Place. I mean, almost complete. They're still finishing, obviously, a few things. But the whole ice district, far from done. If you were there, you know, the plaza on the south side of 104th Avenue, high rises coming up there. That's going to be a big public space. Still a couple of years before that is not a construction zone anymore until that kind of feels finished. And Davis telling you what's next for that, what's next for him. Well, you know, when we first started this project uh, back in 2008 and, and we got this rolling, we, we knew we wanted to build a fancy new uh, arena the, the best we could. And... But it wasn't, if we just built an arena and everything stopped right there, it would have been a failure. And, and we didn't want to build an arena to build an arena. We wanted to build an arena to spur on other investment and, and vibrancy in the downtown. So with Ice District taking shape and with all of the other development investment around the area, it, it's like... We've got a new kid in town, we've got a new baby, but now it's up to everybody to make sure that this baby becomes a valuable member of society. So we, you know, we have to make sure that it fits in with the business community, it fits in with the social agencies, it fits in with the communities, and there's a lot more development that's going to happen around the arena, and we have to be really careful to make sure that uh, uh, everything turns out right. We did a lot of research to make sure that the building was done right, now we got to make sure that everything around it uh, works well with it. All right, so that is Rick Davis, the executive director of the Downtown Arena Project. If you were there on Rogers Place or at the Rogers Place open house, you can let me know your early reviews, 780-496-0063. You can also text 630-630. Still ahead, some talk about McDavid and Nugent Hopkins at the World Cup of Hockey and a little bit about some of the big events, even pre-hockey, coming up at our new building. Inside Sports on 630 Chet. You're listening to 630 Chet Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. All right, it is Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Indeed. Thank you very much for tuning in tonight. By the way, special guest coming in studio tomorrow. He's going to be inducted into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame this weekend. Former Eskimos receiver Daryl Mookie Mitchell, big part of the uh, Eskimos 2005 Great Cup Championship team. In uh, Rogers Place on Saturday, many of you were. I don't know why I just structured that sentence like Yoda, but I'm sure James will forgive me. James, how are you doing? Great, Reed. Uh, in a word, spectacular. I mean, that uh, tile mo- mosaic when you first come in is uh, unbelievable, 100,000 tiles. Um, and the views, the window space, the views. But I think the most fascinating and unique feature is the theater seating. you got your food and beverage, their service there at the one end of the rink. That's just uh, cutting innovation. James, I know you call this show regularly, and of course I appreciate that. I've never asked you, though, are you an Oilers uh, season ticket holder, or do you attend games regularly? No. You are, not eh? okay. I, my That's why I went Saturday. I don't know when I can. I'm not, uh, you know, my pockets aren't that deep, so uh, 
I don't know about an Oilers game, but uh, perhaps an Oil Kings game uh, to experience uh, a hockey game is uh, more profitable for myself. Well, you can get Oil Kings for as low as 20 bucks. I don't mind giving them a plug. And, uh, I mean, for Oilers stuff, I encourage people. And, and I hear that all the time, ticket prices, ticket prices, ticket prices. I get it. Before I worked in the media and was, and I'm lucky enough to go to all the games for work, I was the guy that would attend one or two games a year, or maybe none. I, I mean, I, I've I've been that guy. I mean, the thing is now with with StubHub and stuff like that, James, keep an eye on those secondary ticket markets. Yeah. Especially. Uh, one more thing, Reed. Go as ahead. far as the uh, smoking goes. Yes. Uh, right. The, the person I went with actually uh, works for the uh, city of Edmonton, the three one one call center. Came up with a good point. You know, people can. Uh, spend three hours on a plane to fly to Vegas to, you know, spend some money and party and whoop it up, they can sit through a hockey game. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. You can't, you can't smoke on planes these days, can you? No, no, but it's, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's three hours, you know, yeah. basically. Three and a half, maybe tops. So. James, thanks for calling. Always good that thanks you're listening, buddy. That is James. Uh, Sean on the text line who says, uh, Reed, a friend did some research and learned that when Vegas is in the league, it would be cheaper to drive... Uh, this friend lives uh, 250k outside of Edmonton, so it would be cheaper for her to drive 500k round trip flying to Vegas to watch the Oilers play. Is there something wrong with that? I think maybe there is. Sean, I don't know what the Vegas ticket prices are going to be. And it, again, as I mentioned to James, it's it, it's one of those things for me. And actually, Ryan Jesperson is uh, in studio, already getting ready for his show tomorrow morning. He's on from uh, nine to noon every. We every never day. stop working. We never stop working. We're, We're always here. here all the time. That's how dedicated we are. I hope Sid Smith is listening. I hope he is too. I'm sure he is. It, you know, it's it, and I, and look, I, there's there's no denying the the facts of of what has happened here. Uh, Oilers tickets have increased. Uh, they increase generally from year to year. They have increased with the move to Rogers Place. I've talked to several season ticket holders who have taken varying uh, percentage uh, increases. Um, I, I guess the, the the thing I have to say to that is, is I understand it's expensive. It may be hard for you to take your son, daughter, boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever, to multiple games. A single game, yes, can be expensive. It can be difficult to get a ticket. But I also have to say this, and and, and we, we have to, I think, remember this sometimes. Sports and uh, sports is fun. It's why I wanted to cover sports. I like competition. I like talking to coaches. I like talking to athletes. Um, but ultimately, this is an entertainment business, and the ticket prices will be dictated by whether you like it or not by what the most expensive ticket that a person is willing to it's, pay for? It's, it's the business principle of what can the market it, it's, bear. It's 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 truly the this is this is purely an opinion uh, driven series of ruminations. Read this is not uh, commenting on behalf of either the Edmonton Oilers or Chorus Radio, obviously. Uh, but my suggestion would be that people evaluate the cost of entertainment. And this is like, you would never hear this as the company line. You'd never hear the Edmonton Oilers say, well, listen, you know, and put their pricing up against anything else. They don't have to comment on it. They say, this is the price. If you'd sure. like to pay it, pay it. If you don't, if you wouldn't like to pay it, then go ahead and don't pay it. But everything, it seems to me, 
personally is expensive these days. I was talking to a buddy the other day who's just going through hockey registration for his family right now. And quite frankly, I have, and, and mom and dad in that family both work very hard. I have no idea how they afford to put their kids in hockey. It blew my mind how much hockey costs. We just took a look. We're, we're flirting with the idea, just sort of like gently flirting with the idea of a mountain season's past this winter. Have you priced those out lately? You, you, you and I both love to get out and play the odd round of golf. Golf yeah. is insanely expensive. Uh, going to the movies is expensive. Restaurants are expensive. People, I, I, I see some people right now making a lot of noise on social media about some of the, the food prices, the concession prices at Rexall Place. And, and to me, it's like I, I look at the price of food anywhere right now, and it's crazy. So I don't really have any point to say uh, anything specifically about this, except that the cost of entertainment is always on the rise. And again, it all comes down to what are people willing to pay. It's a business, like you said. Yeah, and Broadway tickets. Concert. I mean, I, I don't know how, how much. Whatever. How much is Keith Urban this weekend? I don't, well, I don't know. I'll tell you, like, I'm going to, I don't want to say, I, I, I was about to say something. It was about to be really mean, and I didn't mean it to be mean. Uh, my parents live in Calgary, and I was going to say, well, they're not listening to your show, Reed, so I can say this. Oh, they probably are. But they probably are. They're probably gathered around the hearth listening to Inside Sports on 630 Chad with Reed Wilkins. Uh, but I'm surprising my parents on Wednesday. They're coming up to town, and I'm surprising them. I'm taking them to the Book of Mormon, uh, the Broadway Across Canada production at, at the Jubilee. And um, it's 133 bucks a seat. Yeah. You know? Like, that's that's not cheap. That's a round of golf with a cart. That's, uh, I, I, like, it, it, everything's expensive. I get that going to an NHL hockey game, for a lot of people, is out of reach. It's a real sacrifice. Even for people that can't afford it, I look and I go, you're choosing to invest in the, in the, in the pro hockey experience probably over something else. Sure. You know, and 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 in in a market where where uh, you know, I mean, it's a luxury to have a competition for entertainment dollars. It's pretty awesome that I guess you have to decide between whether or not you're going to go see the the rock show or the symphony or the hockey team or whatever. Um, but you know, in, in an area where the dollar rules and it's a competitive scene, and you know, they they they've guaranteed put hundreds, if not thousands, of hours of research into pricing things out. Mm-hmm. They don't just arbitrarily come up with numbers. You know, what's the cost of doing business? When people saw that, people demanded, we want better food. We want fresher food. We want a more creative menu. We want more venues. We want better beer selection. We want, you know, a nicer arena. Like, did you, like not to be a jerk, again, and just speaking on behalf of me and me only, like, did you expect that that would be less right. expensive than Rexall Place? I don't know. I mean, I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. For me, I kind of saw the, I didn't know what the prices were going to be. When I saw the prices released, I went, yeah, I mean, I guess. Like, it's not cheap. It's, where is it cheap? You know, people are like, four fifty for a soda. Well, uh, I like, paid $5 when's the last for a time, small Coke at a movie. When's the last time you went to the movies, man? <laughs> like, you know, when's the last time you went to the movies? Right. Ultimately, the music's are, playing. That means I need to shut up, you right? you got a minute left. You're right. And, and, and again, there, there are enough people who will... If there are enough people who will pay the prices, then the prices are going Read, people down. are talking about selling their trailers, selling their ATVs, selling their motorcycles, selling their vehicles, downsizing their houses, canceling the renos, canceling the vacations, selling the revenue properties and the vacation properties because the economy is down and the Edmonton Oilers season, six, season seats are, are sold out. Like, say no more, my friend. That is Ryan Jesperson. He's on from 9 to noon every day. Right here on 630 Chet. You can text 630-630. The phone number is 780-496-0063. More Rogers Place talk. Little World Cup conversation as well as we roll along.
This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. Well, good to have you tuning in tonight. Major League Baseball, Blue Jays and Rays tied 2-2 in the top of the seventh. The Red Sox taking it to the Orioles. It is 8-2 at Fenway in the bottom of the fourth. The Dodgers lead the Yankees 6-1. That's also in the bottom of the fourth, of course, coming into tonight. Boston two up on both Baltimore and Toronto in the wild card race. Baltimore and Toronto tied for the wild card positioning with the Yankees and Detroit two back. Josh Donaldson, by the way, not playing for the Blue Jays tonight. They are calling it, you're going to like this one, general body soreness. General body soreness. It is not upper body. It is not lower body. It is the general body that is sore. So what, does he hurt from head to toe? Does a large portion of his body hurt? Do different body parts hurt depending on how he moves? I don't know. It's general body soreness. Uh, Donaldson's 0 for 23 in his last seven games, by the way. That's no laughing matter. The uh, What's going on in football there, Matthew? You got the game on? Yes. The uh, At halftime, the Pittsburgh Steelers are up 14-6 to 6 over the Redskins. All right. Your scoreboard is presented by Crystal Glass. For all your glass needs, you can call 310-GLASS today. 14-6 for the Steelers. Yes, sir. And later on, the Los Angeles Rams take on the San Francisco 49ers as Los Angeles returns to the NFL. We'll see how that franchise does. 780-496-0063. You can also text 630-630. Lanny says, regarding Rogers Place, any other acrophobics out there? I found those long escalators a tad scary. According to Wikipedia, acrophobia is an extreme or irrational fear or phobia of heights, especially when one is not particularly high up. Well, that is a problem with Rogers Place that I had not heard of or anticipated that people with acrophobia may be bothered by uh, the escalators. Lanny, I hope you're okay. And I, I got to admit, that is uh, an interesting text that I did not expect. So I give you credit for reaching out. Dave Leppard says, Reed, I got to go to Rogers Place yesterday. Wow, there's a piece of ductwork in the ceiling that's bigger than my garage. I'm a construction guy, so I notice things like that. It proves the sheer size of the building. It is impressive. Uh, this texture says, read about pricing. I was a university student in the 90s. The third deck of a hockey game cost six fifty a ticket for two and a half hours of entertainment. At the same time, a movie ticket was also six fifty for about two hours of entertainment. Today, movies are 12 to 15 bucks. How much is a nosebleed ticket for the Oilers? 40 50 as an entertainment option, and it's out of line. I'd rather pay two to $400 to see a special concert once in my life than to pay the same to go to one of 41 hockey games. There will be 410 home games in the next 10 years. The special concert will play here once, maybe twice. Well, I can't argue anything with that text, and, and here's, the, here's the thing, and um, this, is, this is why it's... A, a somewhat I don't even know what the word is I was going to say awkward but awkward isn't the word because it's, it's actually not awkward at all but it, it's a conversation that I, I suppose I, I can't sit here and give you any defi definitive answers because what is the value of your entertainment only you can decide that 
Now, I'm assuming since you're listening to a show called Inside Sports on the station that carries the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton Eskimos, that you are hopefully at least somewhat of a sports fan. Uh, if, if not, then, then I'm flattered and somewhat surprised that you've, you've decided to stay on this dial, but I do appreciate it. Um, but again, you know, that texter said he would sooner pay two to $400 to go to a concert than to go to one Oilers games. I'm guessing some people would be on the other side of that argument. And as someone who, again, who is lucky enough to, to go to the games for his profession, now I'm not there as a fan. I'm not having a fan experience. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not cheering. I'm not uh, going to the concessions and all that kind of stuff. But it, it really is, I, I think, beyond me and, and would be somewhat ignorant of me to uh, tell you what you should or should not be spending your money on. All I can tell you is that in this market, we have enough people who are willing to spend that money. And if that prices some people out, then I, I would find that unfortunate because in, in m- most of my life, I would have been one of those people who would have been priced out a, a lot of times, especially when I was a university student. So, uh, again, I, I mean, let's face it. The Oilers have been a bad team for 10 years. They've been through one of the worst runs in the history of North American professional sports, not just the NHL, in the history of North American professional sports. But... People have still, for the most part, spent money and gone. And it was like people would call into Overtime Open Line and ask Rob and me, why do I spend money to go see this team lose? I can't answer that. That's someone asking me a question that they can only answer themselves. We have Jerry on the line. Good evening, Jerry. Good evening. How are you? Doing great. Okay, I just wanted to make a comment on the different ticket places. Um... Uh, last year, for example, um, one of the games I was at, the Oilers, there was low center ice seats uh, just behind the penalty box. Okay. And uh, the um, the ticket value of the, for the ticket was $357 a ticket. Okay. I was also at a game in Phoenix, Arizona, when the Oilers were down there, and that place was jammed with, uh, with the Oilers fans, mostly. And the seats were very similar. Uh, just off center ice, low, just in behind the penalty box, $115. So there's your difference between uh, the U.S. and the Canadian market, especially Canadian market that's sold out. Now, sure, now, now again, the counter-argument to that be, what would uh, a Cardinals ticket be, right? What, 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 we, we don't have an NBA team. How much were the, you know what I mean? Like, how, how much are... Yankees tickets compared to Rangers tickets. I mean, I don't know, right? I mean, yeah. round and yeah, round you go. It's, it, but it's, it's a different market. Sure. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. yeah that, and that's why a lot of Canadians, not just Edmontonians, that's why a lot of Canadians go to a game in Miami, go to a game. I mean, I, I, I can't argue with that. I mean, you're right. Oh, yeah. They're great games, though. Anyway, i got to run into a meeting. You take care. Have a good evening. Well, thanks for calling, Jerry. We also have our old friend Jed on the line. Jed, well, how is hey. life? Good, what's, what's going on? I haven't heard from you for a few weeks. You have a good summer? He just, he just, Jerry just stole my thunder. I was down in Phoenix. Okay. I went four, day, I went four days in NASCAR. I seen the Canadians and the Wings against uh, Phoenix, and it was probably about 350 bucks. I think the whole uh, week cost us all together. I think it was about 700 with motels and everything. There you go. Yeah. Somebody That's- is asking me where the... Uh, they rank in season prices now. Yeah, I, just quickly I did. I, I asked uh, Maddie. I said, uh, this "What about a... do the Oilers rank as per se, like even Rexall versus the new one? 
and amongst NHL whereabouts. Yeah, and I'm just I just googled that on the fly, sure. and now of course I'm having trouble finding it. The resale <laughs> prices are they've a lot of a lot of sites post resale prices, which yep. is the stub hubs of the world and all that kind of stuff. And yep, the Oilers yep. are generally in the top five. Yep. Here we go. The Oilers would be now. This is from how old is this? It's a it's a it's a it's a it's for fourteen fifteen. So it's two seasons old now. Yep. Uh, the Oilers, I believe, were ninth here. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, the Oilers are in the top 10 for most expensive ticket. But that doesn't yeah. surprise me. I'm sure all the Canadian no. teams are in the top half. Oh, by all means. Like, if you go down to the States and even even NFL, like uh, when we were in Vancouver, we went down to Seattle tons of times. 143 bucks center field, but you're 70 rows up. But still, right. for the buck, the bang for your buck, you know, you see a full game, you see everything, and the entertainment's double what the CFL is. But like you say... Uh, USA versus Canada, exactly. Yeah. Jed, I know okay, we'll Reed. be talking during the year, buddy. Talk to you soon, okay? You got it. Thanks, Reed. 780-496-0063. Uh, Chris says, uh, Reed, I will spend my money on 41 home games. I will buy expensive beer and hot dogs. Why? Because I want to. And another texter says, uh, watered-down product. There are too many teams in the NHL. Well, I can't argue with that. I'd reduce the number of teams in the NHL if I were the grand poobah of the world, which I won't be. The number's only going up to 31. It is 643. There are eight teams in the World Cup of Hockey. Only one of them features Connor McDavid and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. We'll see what's up with Team North America with Dave Randorf when we get back. Your home for breaking news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. It is Inside Sports on 6.30. Chet, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Still 2-2, Blue Jays and the Rays. That game in the seventh inning will keep you updated tonight. Season winding down for the Blue Jays as they try to scratch their way into the playoffs. Team North America, tune-up games at the World Cup of Hockey. They beat Europe 4-0 and then won again 7-4 yesterday. Once again over Europe, Dave Randorf did the play-by-play on TV for those games. Dave, welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Reed, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for making time for me. And, uh, you, you know, it's it's funny, Dave. All summer long, I'm hosting a talk show and I'm getting texts about who cares about this tournament, who cares about this made-up North American team. And then all I see on Twitter for the last few games is all those same people glued to the television watching pre-tournament games, uh, nonetheless. Uh, hockey is indeed back in our country. Yeah, it certainly is. What's uh, what's been uh, your impression of this North American team so far? I mean, there was a lot of uh, you know, okay, what's it going to be like mixing American and, and Canadian kids? What's it going to be like with sort of the the, the youth, but maybe some of the exper- inexperience? What's it been like being around them? Well, first of all, to your initial point and observation, I think uh, I think a lot of people, including myself, I guess, uh, has kind of been caught off guard a little bit by. Um, how good these pre-tournament games have been. These guys have kind of hit the ground running. I'm not just talking about Team North America. Uh, there's been some, some good games, and uh, a lot of these players have clearly are, are taking this preparation seriously, and it only promises to, to get better once the real games begin on Saturday. 
Uh, as for, for Team North America, you know, I, I spoke to a number of the players uh, over the last couple of games that uh, we did we did two of their games, one last week in Quebec City and then, of course, uh, uh, last night um, in Montreal. And, uh, you know, a lot of them, it's funny, a lot of them have played against each other for years in Canada-U.S. situations, so they, uh, and they even kind of, you know, admitted that <laughs> there was a lot of dislike for a couple of guys within the room, but that all certainly changes when they come together. And uh, they, to a man, they have been saying that we're not just here to fill out the, the field of the World Cup of Hockey. We are here to compete. And I think anybody who's caught even a few minutes of uh, one of their first two games uh, realizes that uh, the speed and skill that was on paper everybody knew about is certainly going to be a threat to, to any team that takes these guys lightly. Uh, this was a team that, against a veteran European roster, controlled the puck. And, and they did so really without uh, doing that well in the face-off circle. So, you know, they, they wouldn't even start with the puck. And then they'd get it and, uh, and, and go to work on it. And, uh, you know, I know the line that, that I'm sure was of great interest in your city, the Connor McDavid, Jack Eichel, uh, Johnny Gaudreau line, uh, certainly applied a lot of pressure uh, in the offensive zone. They weren't great in their own zone, and I think that is going to be the overall weakness uh, of this team just from an experience standpoint and uh, and defensive play standpoint. But if you let these guys into the year zone with the puck, uh, they are going to cause problems. You mentioned McDavid. Obviously, he was named uh, captain of, of Team North America. I got to do a, a, a quick interview with Peter Shirelli just as the game was starting in Quebec last week. And, if, I mean, you know what the speculation is like here. That I, I think he's going to be the captain of the Oilers. Uh, he's He's young. Even for that team, made made up of young guys, what, did you get a sense of uh, of how his selection resonated with with the rest of the roster? Do you think there were other hopefuls to to, to get the captaincy, or how did that play out in your mind? I can't honestly say that I that I know a lot of these guys that well and their leadership, um, you know, qualities. For a guy like Brandon Sod, I thought on paper Brandon Sod might be a you know a strong candidate. He's 23 years old, which is the maximum age, uh, uh, you know, on, on this roster, and he's won two Stanley Cups, and he's been front and center in, in kind of both of them, really. You know, he's been a big part when, when he was with the Chicago Blackhawks. He was coming. He comes in with uh, a 31 goal season, which is the most goals. Um, last year in the NHL on this particular roster. So I would have thought that maybe they could have gone with an older guy, but uh, clearly they went with the, the 19-year-old Connor McDavid. You would know quite well, and I'm sure a lot of the fans and listeners of your show know that, that Connor is mature far beyond his actual uh, birth certificate. That is for sure. Uh, so the, the actual age, I don't know if that comes into play at and I don't think that there's anybody on that roster that does not uh, know that this guy is uh, a special player and has uh, dealt with uh, uh, all kinds of pressure for, for years, even before he was you know, a star in the OHL, uh, let alone the NHL. So they, they know that he's, uh, he's probably um, ready for this challenge. There's, there's no disrespect, <clears throat> I don't think, taken by any of the guys. And they also know that... Uh, Hey, it's, maybe it's better him than me. When we're going into this situation, we're going to be in Toronto. It's going to be a media circus, and uh, maybe maybe there's other guys that probably would just as soon be a quiet leader in the room and let Connor deal with all that comes with being the captain of this team. So uh, I don't think there's any question about uh, the selection they've made, to tell you the truth. All right, and, uh, and just just again to reassure everybody, he's, he, he doesn't have any points, but he's playing well, right? I mean, this is... <laughs> 
he's not dropping yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'll be okay. But yeah. I got to admit, I, I will say this. I don't think he's done anything really great in the last two games. Uh, you know, he's had a couple of rushes here and there, but then, uh, you know, please, you know, all you Edmonton Oilers fans, don't, don't take that the wrong way. I, I don't think he has made a highlight real play yet. He hasn't played poorly, that's for sure. Uh, but we haven't seen one of those wild plays just yet. It's only been two games, uh, and there has been a couple of different line mates, but uh, I'm quite certain that before this tournament is over, McDavid will have, especially playing in his you know, his hometown or close to his hometown, anyone of Newmarket, that um, he will certainly uh, make an impact. But uh, we haven't had the wild moment yet. Dave Randorf joining us inside sports on 630 chat talking a little bit about the uh, World Cup of Hockey of course once we uh, get into the uh, tournament games we'll be carrying all the primetime games for you right here on 630 chat uh, I, I should ask you about I mean so much about McDavid we got another Oiler there who uh, I, I saw most of the the first game they played I think Ryan Nugent Hopkins has looked uh, pretty effective and, and pretty energized for the most part Dave I don't know what the impression you've got seeing the games in person I, uh, I I didn't say this last night. I was almost going to say it, but the play went in a different direction. I think Ryan Nugent Hopkins gets, it seems as though he plays bigger and stronger and harder on the puck every every year that goes by. Uh, and, of course, he only played, what, 50-plus 50, 50 games uh, last year because he had the hand injury and then he missed uh, time at the end of the season as well. So, you know, he, he missed considerable time. So And he was playing well when, when he did get hurt. Um, when he hurt his hand. Uh, there was a couple of shifts there, especially down low, where he was a handful. And uh, he was winning puck battles against, again, bigger, stronger uh, veteran European defensemen. I mean, they've got a, they've got a defense core that uh, may not be overly, um, you know, not a lot of star power, but they got a lot of miles, a lot of experience. And uh, he was giving a lot of those guys uh, uh, fits. So I think Nugent Hopkins is actually, uh, you know, just continuing to advance his game from uh, you know, being stronger and harder on the puck. I mean, he's, he's entering his sixth season. We've been watching this guy for this long. It's, it's amazing when you think about it. But uh, I, I think there's good things ahead for number 93, to tell you the truth. That's my impression. Yeah, well, that's good to hear. Uh, Dave, thanks so much for your time. What do, what do you have uh, coming up this week? You got Is it Finland and the States you got tomorrow? Yes, uh, we got the Finns and USA. Here. I'm in Washington, D.C. right now, so... Uh, uh, the Finns in USA tomorrow night, and then Europe against Sweden on Wednesday nights. Both of them are here. So uh, looking forward to seeing the two teams that I've not seen yet, uh, and that is the Finns and the Swedes. Uh, the Finns are it's a great time for Finnish hockey. They've got an unbelievable role going internationally, and they've got a couple of great-looking young players. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Patrick Lane uh, live. And also Sweden is, is in a very impressive uh, squad, and I think will, will be certainly one of the favorites. Uh, they are one of the favorites, clearly, going into this tournament, so I'm looking forward to seeing uh, them live as well. Dave, right on, man. Really appreciate your time. Enjoy the rest of the World Cup, and uh, look forward to giving you a tour of Rogers Place when you make your first trip there oh, for the season. Man, I, I, uh, I, I can't wait to get there and see the, uh, see the new building. It looks spectacular, but thanks for having me on, Reed. Right on, that is Dave Randorf with some very positive comments about the play of Ryan Nugent Hopkins so far for Team North America. Inside Sports on 6.30, Ched. Shorter edition tonight. Morley Scott's going to have the Eskimo show from 8 to 9. I'll have some of my Eskimo thoughts when we get back. We're also going to start to lead you into the Western Hockey League season. Less 
Lazarick, longtime play-by-play voice of the Saskatoon Blades, will join us. And, of course, we'll talk a little bit about the Oilers' depth chart as well. Chris Versteeg, the latest, well, I don't want to say addition because he's trying out for the team, the latest potential addition. We'll keep rolling when we get back. Inside Sports on Chad. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.